With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Public hearings have been taking place this week on the annual reports of the Cayman Turtle Conservation and Education Center for financial years 2017, 2018, and 2019. We're a little bit concerned that we're having to deal today with 16, 17, 18, and 19. First thing we need is some assurance that the 2020 accounts and reports are going to be audited and, and delivered within the statutory requirements. The audit planning has already started. We have had a meeting on site actually with the auditors this week and we anticipate 2020 will not have the same delays that we experienced in 2017, 2018 and 2019. Turtle Center CEO Tim Adam there fielding a question from Chairman of the PAC, Ezard Miller. As you heard live on our sister station, 105.3 Breeze FM, Mr. Adam outlined the reasons for the delay. The 1617 financial statements and audit was delayed by two main factors. There was an anomaly in cash and there was an irregularity in procurement. And these have involved extensive investigations. The anomaly in cash has been investigated by the Royal Cameronians Police Service and the anomaly in procurement has been investigated by the Anti-Corruption Commission. Mr. Adams says with regard to the procurement irregularity, there is a court date set in January to address the issue. The cash anomaly case is currently with the Director of Public Prosecutions. He says the length of time needed to thoroughly investigate those two issues affected the ability of the center to produce subsequent financial statements. Auditor General Sue Winspear. That the 2016-17 financial statements were submitted on time by the Turtle Centre, so there was no delay in the submission. But when, through an audit, you start picking up irregularities, the risk level goes up, the materiality level changes, and we needed to get to the end of particularly the um, procurement fraud before we could complete the audit because of the impact of on the financials of the value of, of goods that were um, in question. So um, just to clarify, it was very complex. It did involve quite a bit of forensic accounting and um, we couldn't sign off on the audit until, until everything was clarified and we were clear about the value uh, uh, at stake. The cash was much more straightforward. Hearings continued this morning. Government publishes the Health Care Decisions Amendment Bill and Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller has the details. The bill, released on the new legislation.gov.ky website, proposes to amend the Health Care Decisions Law 2019 to define assisted suicide and euthanasia in light of recent amendments being made to the penal code that decriminalizes suicide. Clause 2 of the bill amends the Health Care Decisions Law to say the term assisted suicide is defined to mean suicide undertaken by a person with the encouragement or assistance of another person, and the term euthanasia is defined to mean the painless killing by a registered practitioner of a person suffering from from an incurable and painful disease or person in a coma. Now, the Penal Code Amendment Bill, which is part of the package, inserts a new section to the law to provide for the revocation of the rule of law, which makes it a crime for a person to commit suicide. It also adds a new section that provides for criminal liability for someone complicit in a person's suicide. This new section says, quote, if a person who does an act capable of encouraging or assisting the suicide or attempted suicide of another person, and that act was intended to encourage or assist suicide or an attempt to suicide, they are committing 
an offense. The person may also commit an offense whether or not the suicide actually occurs. If convicted, that person is liable to up to 14 years in jail. It's unclear when the bills will go before lawmakers in Parliament. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. In an effort to ensure the air entering hospital patient care units is clear of airborne pathogens, the Health Services Authority has partnered with Otis Air and RGF Environmental Group to install a specialized induct air purification system that it says can significantly neutralize the SARS-CoV-2 virus and other contaminants in the air. HSA says the Guardian Air QR Plus uses Ficel technology and will be installed in the existing air conditioning system, where it will create airborne hydroperoxides. Hospital officials say RGF Environmental Group is supplying seven units at no cost to the hospital, and Otis Air will install them for free. The National Roads Authority and subcontractors will undertake milling and paving work along North Sound Road during the evenings starting Friday, November 20th through Wednesday, November 25th. They'll be doing that from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. NRA will close both north and southbound traffic to facilitate the roadworks. Motorists are asked to plan ahead and watch out for traffic diversions. If you have questions, you can email nra at nra.ky. The Gamma National Cultural Foundation Awards have extended the deadline for nominations until November 30th. CNCF Managing Director Marcia Matu says they have simplified the nomination process. So it's a little different than the forms that people will have used previously. It gives the opportunity for people to nominate someone who they feel has done excellent work over a number of years. Um, in some cases, it can be for a shorter period of time because it was getting, I think, a little difficult for people to figure out what should we nominate them for this award or for that one. So the committee who knows all of the criteria, they will then review the nomination and then they will be able to determine uh, which category the person would fit into. The CNCF Awards have been an event on the national calendar since 1990, and Ms. Mutu says it's important to continue to highlight significant cultural artistic contributions to our islands. We're really pleased to see that there are a lot of other opportunities for artists to be recognized now than there used to before. But this one really does focus on people who are involved in either performing, literary, visual arts, or people who have um, worked to preserve some aspect of Caymanian culture. To nominate someone for their creative work, visit artscayman.org. Officers from the Cayman Islands Fire Service receive honors during an appreciation reception last week. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solens has more. The evening of November 12th was dedicated to acknowledging the efforts of fire officers in the Cayman Islands during the trying year that 2020 has been. Minister for Home Affairs, Tara Rivers. That is to recognize and thank our firefighters for their bravery and sacrifice. We have seen this in 2020 more than ever before, as the men and women of the Cayman Islands Fire Service answered calls for service in the wake of an earthquake and a tsunami threat, battled formidable fires at the landfill and the recycling plant, responded to the threat of COVID-19, and just this past weekend, attended 40 incidents as a result of the passing of tropical storm Eta. Special focus was placed on the efforts of firefighters during the unparalleled events of COVID-19. The teams faced innumerable challenges head-on with unwavering determination. The men and women of our first response agencies led the charge at the forefront, 
ready to sacrifice their own health and safety for the greater good. Seven officers received their long-service awards from the Deputy Governor Franz Manderson in recognition for either 18, 25 or 30 years of service. I am both humbled and honored to say a heartfelt and sincere thank you on behalf of the Cayman Islands government and everyone residing in our islands who are safe because of the vow you have taken to save lives and protect property. I ask that everyone stand and join with me in a round of applause for our heroes, the men and women of the Cayman Islands Fire Service. Five firefighters, three pump engineers, and a fire safety inspector received the Partnership Working Certificate for work with Health Services Authority, the Coast Guard, and Department for Public Safety Communications. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Professionalism and Dedication Award was presented to Deputy Chief Fire Officer Roy Charlton on behalf of the domestic team for extinguishing the landfill fires earlier this year. It's a wrong turn for a little hatchling, but luckily the Department of Environment turtle team saves the day. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego has more. The DOE's turtle team was recently keeping a watchful eye on the placement of a nest near a coastal property and where they say was near artificial lighting. The team spotted the hatchling take a wrong turn upon leaving the nest, being misdirected by artificial light towards a coastal property and away from the sea. After waiting to see if it would change course and when it did not, the team intervened to turn it around to Toward the sea. When properties don't have turtle-friendly lighting, the DOE says baby turtles will walk towards the artificial light and into human-created danger and certain death. The DOE says turtle-friendly lighting is a win-win for properties and for these endangered turtles. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. For advice and guidelines on turtle-friendly lighting, check out doe.ky. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.